The front page is brought to you by Bonkers Comedy Club at the Suncoast. The Suncoast Hotel and Casino is the place to eat, drink, and laugh. Check out Bonkers Comedy every Saturday night with shows at 7 and 9.30. Draymond Green and Jordan Poole apparently got into a fight at practice. According to Sham Sharnia, Draymond Green may face disciplinary action because he hit Jordan Poole. What are they Isn't fighting this... about in a preseason practice? I mean, it's Draymond. He could have not liked his socks. We're trying to get better <laughs> I mean, today, exactly. okay? Could have been, could have been anything. The Michael Jordan plan. What are they fighting? They I said, don't get it. Did you read the report where it said Poole came into this camp because he's on in line for a huge deal with a little different attitude? Oh, yeah, Chris Chris Haynes you, reported you, yeah. that. Yeah, um, did you read that? His teammates have thought he's had. Uh, here it is. Noticing a change in Poole's behavior throughout camp with the guard right. on the verge of securing a lucrative yeah. extension. So, a little cocky? Well, hot to try. Yeah, well, exactly. Here's my thought. How cocky can he possibly be? Well, you're on the Warriors, I mean, which to is get, a team on the upswing. Enough to get punched. Because yeah. I've almost, I, when I read that, I viewed it as, why are his teammates counting his money? Mm-hmm. It's not about the money. It's the attitude that but the money I, brings. But I can't imagine he's had that much of an attitude change. Really? Maybe. Man, he was. You don't think an off season after they just had him yeah. winning that chip pool party, pool yeah, party, you're the third up, splash man. brother, you and uh, yep. Wiggins, best buds, and you guys are just gonna keep doing this because there's no end in sight. I would absolutely expect an attitude have change. A huge oh yeah. Attitude. But don't you just you're say, "Hey, way, Jordan, Jordan, shut the bleep up." That's, that's, that's what Draymond's him? doing. No, you don't punch him. You have stealthy well, Draymond. I mean, it's not surprising if it's Draymond. <laughs> no, that you punch I'm not him. shocked about but this at all. Based on this tweet, this is not. It's not like this was the first time in practice Jordan Poole had an attitude. Had an attitude. So in my mind, if Jordan Poole has an attitude on day one and day two, Steph Curry goes to him, or Clay Thompson is like, "Hey, man, eh. you're not us. What's your deal?" Right, like we're trying to win a title here, and you're acting like you're. The but best everybody has a role on that team, and Draymond Green is the instigator for everyone. <laughs> yes. Like you don't have. He's Steph. the guy who punches Steph, people. Steph's got to do his Steph thing. Like he's, he's a magical his... being. He doesn't need to be talking about Jordan. Act right. That's Draymond's job. Yeah, yeah and he doesn't normally punch people, so he normally kicks them. Exactly. So, That's right. That's so right. he's getting better. Yeah. This is a level up. Jordan, he must really have a bad attitude if he's getting punched. Watch, they're yet. gonna dominate. Maybe they'll break their record again. I think Draymond Green is upset that people think Jordan Poole's better than him. I think he's upset about really? anybody saying anything negative about period. That's what drives him. That he got jealous over Jordan Poole's uh, sudden fame in the finals. He Especially how badly he played in the finals, Draymond. Yeah, We yeah, are true. obsessed with the idea of a big three. Draymond Green and Kevin Durant argued with each other when they were teammates. That is true. Why? Because what was the big three? It wasn't Draymond Steph, Green. Clay. Here comes Durant. Jordan Poole. Guess what? Guess who's not a part of the big three anymore? We just keep taking respect away from Draymond because we were like, this guy can shoot a better three ball. But is he a better, more important, more impactful player than Draymond? No! So he's part of the big three eternally. It's those three. But externally, Jordan Poole's a bit part of the big three. And Draymond's tired of that. And Jordan Poole let him know. And then he got punched in the face. Do you believe believe people believe that outside? That they think Poole's part of the big I don't three think more than Draymond. Poole's part of the future more than Draymond Green. Is. Sure. Well, if I yeah. was the Warriors yeah. and right now I had to choose between one, I'm well, taking you choose Jordan the younger Poole. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Draymond Green doesn't what? like that. Jordan Poole might have let him know. Well, if we're going to talk about investing, sure, but like they don't win any championships without Draymond Green. Yeah, they would. Well, I mean, no. They, they lost. Had to, no. had to hold uh, LeBron the to 25. Won? Yes. No. 
They lost one because of Draymond Green. That's too. fine, but he's also won them four. Yeah, they would have won with Kevin Durant. They're, the Warriors aren't the Warriors without Draymond Green. Kevin There's Durant no might way. still be there if it wasn't for Draymond Green. Dr- Kevin Durant probably doesn't even go to Golden State because Golden State is trash without Draymond Green being part of that whole core. Yeah, Steph Curry. You can get somebody else to do Draymond Green's Steph job. Steph Curry had a Cinderella ankle until like 2009. <laughs> Cinderella ankle? What my team on my back said hurt? Draymond Green. Did Cinderella actually get hurt? Oh, her heart got hurt well, because we always yeah, cut it out right after the wedding, and then there's nothing else after that. I wonder what Sadness. happened. Unhappy marriage, perhaps. Yeah, yeah but Lindsay said Absentee ups- husband, perhaps. No, she just shoved that shoe on, and it fit, so I don't know how the ankle She was. got out of an abusive situation in a bad home, so at least there's that. Do you want to go? Or? Oh, you can go. I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> Is that Cassie and Adam Hill? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, right. wait. Can I you play so. that? I didn't hear that. Do you want to go? Or? Oh, you can go. I don't want to. Okay. I cut that up on Tuesday. It was great. Was um, that asking questions? They literally did. All right, here, ask us questions. And Adam, no one was ready. Yeah. All right. You want to go? Or? Oh, you can go. I don't want to. Okay. All right. That is definitely Adam. And that's yeah. Cassie? I have somebody. <laughs> this is the first time Kirk Cousins has ever started a season three and one. Oh, oh, my buddy. fantasy team likes it. He's finally putting it together. Oh, my fantasy team. You have Kirk two, I have I have him in two fantasy leagues. Oh my god, Man, that's too much well. investment. Hey, one I'm in first, one I'm in last. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that is the full really spectrum experience of Kirk Cousins. That really, really is. Bad. That's perfectly <laughs> representative. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> He's good now. Oh He's good that god. Way. Best trade ever in NFL history: the Stephon Diggs to the eventual Justin Jefferson pick. Right? They both worked out so well. Like, there's no way none of this happens without Justin Jefferson. Best trade ever? Yeah. Probably not ever. Okay. Name a better one. I don't know. The Vikings haven't done anything, though. How how slanderous. We won at least one playoff game in the last five years. (laughs) I was there. We got it? I was at Minneapolis Miracle. It's the only NFL game I've ever been to. You were there. I can't ever go back. You know how boring football is in person? There's so many announcements. Just We're, constant. Someone sells checked in. Someone sells. You actually watching up. when it happened? Yeah. Oh, I my my boyfriend at the time was like, "It's over." So I'm like, "It's not over until the final snap." And Stefan was on the opposite sideline, right. and I almost saw somebody go over the balcony because we just people were crying. It was the closest thing I've had to a religious experience since Bible camp. It was amazing. <laughs> better <sighs> better stadium in America? None. I don't it's think so. It's so either. loud in there. It was amazing. It's beautiful. God. Beautiful stadium. What a great time to be alive. And then we went to Philadelphia, had a great first drive, and got our ass kicked. And we brought a curse upon ourselves. Much like the, the lapping of the buses, we adorned the Rocky statue with some things, and so they weren't pleased. What do you think? <laughs> These are my favorite stories. Chess.com like like claims that Hans Niemann has cheated over 100 times. Um, phenomenal story. Hans Niemann beat the number one chess player in the world in September. The number one player, his name is Magnus Carlsen, claimed that Hans Niemann was cheating when he beat him. Um, Hans Niemann had previously admitted to cheating in online chess earlier in his life. Chess.com now says they claim that Niemann has cheated over 100 times in tournaments played on chess.com. Their evidence is comparing his moves to a chess engine and saying that he has simply become too good at chess. They, however, did not claim that Neiman cheated in person. 
which when he beat the number one player in the world, it was an in-person chess match. Right. I mean, the, the on the line, uh, they had it on World News last night. They had this whole story. He has the second computer. He's like you with the TVs. Right. So he has a second computer that he can they can tell him make this move. Obviously, in, if this Carlson guy is the best player in the world, I don't think live you could do that. Right. You, you don't know, have okay. a computer screen exactly. popped up. You guys up heard the rumor of like how they got the cheating done? The anal beads. Yes. Okay, uh, just checking. I'm like, yes. I feel like that's the main part of the story that you <laughs> there, would mention. There was like, we buried, that's we buried the lead. How we would talked you about know? it last week. We buried that is genius. There was we a talked video. about it last week. Bluetooth anal beads. There was a video. I should remember that. Yeah, right. You would think so. There was a video of Hans Neiman going into a chess tournament earlier this week, and they were wanding him and wanded right over his ass. Like, just had to check it to make sure. Now, here's an important detail in this chess.com story, though. So chess.com is just a website. It's not where these two played. Chess.com, this is the first time that they, according to the story uh, on Wall Street Journal, this is the first time ever that chess.com has named people they caught cheating on their website. Normally, when they catch people cheating, they handle it privately. They ban them for a certain amount of time, right? This is the first time they've said it publicly. McCarthyism, huh? And here's the possible conflict of interest. Chess.com is currently in negotiations with the number one player in the world who claims this guy is cheating to buy an app that he owns. Yeah. That... That Carlson, the number one player, the number one player in the owner owns an app that identifies cheating. That no, no, no. It says it's he just, plays clean. It's just an app to play chess on. Okay. And he owns this app. He's currently in negotiations to sell it to Chess.com. And this guy who's selling the app to Chess.com claimed that this other guy cheated. And then Chess.com comes out and says, "Oh, of course he cheats all the yeah. time." Wow. Hey. Negotiations. Yeah. Hey, if you want, witch hunt. Yeah, I mean, if you want to do business, you just got to tell the truth. Uh, Chess.com, they did not name them, but they also said that they have uh, caught four of the top 100 players in the world cheating, cheating at chess. We got that. We got the fishing tournament cheating oh, where the they're fishing. putting the weights in the fish. Yeah. Great. Last night before the news came on, Bonnie's like, did you hear about the fish? <laughs> What happened yeah, to integrity, yeah. thanks, people? Thanks for listening to the show. But and another key <laughs> detail here is their evidence of cheating is just simply that players are playing too well. Yeah. Like they don't yeah. they don't like this Hans Neiman guy, he has admitted the to cheating. The arrogance level past. is very high. There's right. no way you could beat me. That's I am exactly way smarter right, than right. you. But they're basically like so goes undefeated. The idea is if you sat down and played the best chess game of your life perfectly legally, yeah. they would they're flag you say for that cheating. you're cheating. Yeah. They would say You've played way too well. You're not that You're not good at chess. chess. Isn't the Magnus Car- Car- Carlson character the movie, the chess movie? Who's, it's based off of that kid. Isn't that him? There's a chess movie? Yeah, there's like... Uh, Finding Bobby Fisher? Yes, Finding Bobby Fisher. Exactly. And it was about this like genius kid who, who was the chess master at a young age. And I'm pretty sure his name's Magnus. Pretty sure this Jared's is this guy. shaking his head no, even though no. he just named the movie. No, I, sh- I am shrugging. Finding I have no idea. Bobby Fisher, <laughs> 1993 film. The only thing I was going to say was this also... We've got the fish, we've got chess, and then recently we had a lady with a vibrating ring win a uh, oh, I saw the poker, poker thing. I lied. Yeah. His name is Josh Waitskin. F- similar to Magnus. Close. Did you guys watch The Queen's Matilda. Gambit? Yep. No. Oh, that's nice. Great. Good. Great series. Great series. Mm-hmm. You ought to get that. <laughs> you like chess? No. no. Uh, what do you mean? Guys? I don't either. Oh, no, wait, I don't, wait, wait, wait. I don't like cheese. Are, are you cheating? Either, but I the testing of the yes. human condition knows yeah. no bounds. Right. Are you talking about the 1980s musical chess, which ha- features the song One Night in Bangkok? 
No, I'm talking about a Netflix series. Anya Taylor-Joy's in it. It's great. She won an Emmy for it. Yeah, great question. Yeah, again, great question. All right, I just had to give you an update on uh, Erling Haaland, the player for Manchester City who keeps scoring goals. Uh, they played in the Champions League yesterday against Copenhagen. He scored two more goals. So Erling, like a video game. Erling Haaland this year, he's played eight Premier League games, has scored 14 goals. He has Ooh. played three Champions League games, has scored five goals. 19 yeah, these, goals in 11 games. They're not games. even like real numbers. No. It doesn't exist. No. I mean, the, people don't do this. He's unbelievable. Manchester City is going to run through everyone they play this yeah, entire he's season. He's going to keep scoring because goals. They're already one of the best two or three teams in the world, even without him. And now they added him, and he can't stop scoring. It's unreal. Oh, this guy looks unreal. scary as oh, hell. He's like 19 he, and yeah, just legit. massive. He looks like an assassin. Oh, yeah. Guys, the blonde assassin. Unbelievable how good he is. The front page is brought to you by Bonkers Comedy Club at the Suncoast. The Suncoast Hotel and Casino is the place to eat, drink, and laugh. Check out Bonkers Comedy every Saturday night. We can uh, so sort of play on the road in a different environment. We've had some great support here at home, obviously, home crowds. But, you know, getting away to play, and sometimes it's a little easier. Just get your focus on what's in front of you. They'll be in Utah tonight. Puck drop, 6.05 against the Kings. Oh, it's wonderful. It's the best uh, fan base in the world. And uh, I would love to uh, bring a team here at some point. That would be amazing. Um, and I know Adam is uh, in Abu Dhabi right now, I believe. That's where they're at right now? Yeah, with the Bucks and in uh, Atlanta so but he probably sees every single interview and transcript that comes through from NBA players so I want the team here Adam thank you we're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff okay first I probably shouldn't talk first but let me just point out that thus far today Ed has forgotten a whole conversation we had last week about chess anal beads, and he just realized <laughs> that Paul Patrol has been on for an hour and a half. No clue. <laughs> well, bases. you were you were looking up this way, so I said, "Is something on the wall?" I'm sorry, did I distract you by watching Paul? Patrol? You distracted Super me. Super invested. Even know th- I mean, this is no joke. I mean, if it was Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, I'd probably take a beat, but Paw Patrol is not my cup of tea. I don't, and this is. N- completely true i don't even know if i knew there was a tv up there we have two tvs in the <laughs> studio for a year two years three years only one of them has worked suddenly today the second one works and jared put it on paw patrol an hour ago yeah well at least we put it on sports center for one of them because before it was msnbc uh we had a whole conversation about paw patrol and i don't know where ed was well, I didn't know where I was on the chess one either. <laughs> that was a little seemed a little more interesting. Uh, so you just heard LeBron James. That was him talking last night after the Lakers played a preseason game here in Las Vegas, and he was sending a message to Adam Silver saying that he wants a team in Las Vegas and that he wants the team here. Um, how much does it matter that LeBron James wants to be a part owner, that LeBron James wants a team in Las Vegas? I think it's huge. I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, you would expect, just considering all the business moves that he's made, was the the PSG company, who's the company he's involved where they own a couple soccer teams, they compete with Fenway Sports Group, like all of that. Like He's been angling for getting involved with this level in business for a long time. And why wouldn't he want As to do a it in a production company? Yeah, well, and, and just like, because they bought into sports ownership groups. He's just on a different level of investing, right? Because he was uh, one of the quickest ones to a billion dollars. Yeah. And so yeah. he's 
very much stance this move for a long time. And just considering the the G League Ignite is here, I would be really surprised if both of his kids don't end up playing for that Ignite team and foregoing college eligibility and going that route. And so it makes a ton of sense. His kids actually might get to go straight to the NBA if the, if, uh, the NBA rescinds that yeah. one year yeah. out of high yeah. school. The one year. Should be fun. Um, Bill Simmons earlier this year, he had a... Um, I don't know if report is the right word, but he was on a podcast and was just talking about what he thought was going to happen. And he said that Fenway sports group was going to be the owners of an expansion team in Las Vegas. Fenway sports group owns the Red Sox, Liverpool and the Penguins. Uh, And that LeBron James would be a part owner and the general manager of the team that Fenway sports group would be the primary owner of. So this is not the first time there's been any sort of, Right. conversation about LeBron James being at least a part owner or a GM of a team in Las Vegas. Adrian I mean, Wojnarowski uh, tweeted ye- uh, yesterday, the NBA plans to negotiate new television and media and collective bargaining deals before seriously examining the addition of new teams. The possibilities of Las Vegas and Seattle's expansion candidates are real, but likely years away. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. The the year the years away is is vague enough that yeah I I don't know if that. Why would they want years. the deal done before they add those teams into the fold? That was my question. Because, like, do we get bigger business with right, with those a, right. as part of your portfolio? Right. So, when Adam Silver's talked about expansion in the past, the main point that he has brought up is if we expand, that means we go from thirty owners to thirty two owners. That mm-hmm. means every owner mm-hmm. instead of getting one thirtieth of all the revenue. It's one thirty-second, so you get less revenue. With a hell of a of expansion yeah. fee, you just right. look at what you we did for the, the NHL. The the NBA is gonna be fee. nuts. So, but Adam Silver's point has always been: if we expand, we have to expand to markets that are gonna increase the revenue of the league. That way, the one thirty-second is actually bigger than the one thirtieth because there's a bigger right. pie to share from. So the question has always been: okay, if they're going to expand. Would Las Vegas, would Seattle make them more revenue aside well, from the expansion fee? What's Seattle market? Because we're in the 40s. Uh, they're in the teens, I think. Maybe even higher than that. But they got all the logistics figured out. They have Climate Pledge Arena all done. They were talking about with the buoy, the mascot, the Tyler Loves that was just released by the Kraken earlier this week that they didn't want to go down the squatch because they were saying they're expecting this, the Sonics to come back. So... If that's the case, if they want to say, hey, when we expand, we want the revenue to increase, Lindsay's point is right. Mm -hmm. You would want to expand before you negotiate your new television deal. deal. Because your new TV deal, you'd say, hey, we have two new teams. That's uh, 82 more games for those two teams, right? Like that there's more games. So we're talking about college football, right? Right. So I would, if the NBA was going to expand, I would think, like Lindsay, you you do it before you Sooner negotiate rather than the team later. deal. Right. And probably before the CBA as well, because the players, yep. I mean, I guess the owners might want to do it before the CBA so they can somehow steal more money, but right. it would make more sense but, to do the expansion than CBA. That way, you know what everything is. Do you really think those two can make them more money? That I, that to me is the big question because Good. I'm, I'm not convinced Las Vegas makes the NBA more money simply because they already exist here. Maybe not in a traditional in sense. In every sense. And not traditional, but yeah. in every other sense yeah. they do. They like they it's not it's not like the NHL where when the Golden Knights came here, they created brand new hockey fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People that did mm-hmm. not care about hockey became or hockey new hockey. Fans. Yeah. Yep. 
I don't think that would happen. People are already NBA fans here. Right. Now, they might switch, right? You might have somebody who's lived here forever and is a Lakers fan say, oh, we have an NBA team in Vegas. I'm going to become a Vegas fan. But that's not creating new revenue. You're just switching a team, a, a fan's allegiance. Yeah, fan's base. Yeah. So I'm not convinced Las Vegas would grow the revenue pie enough for the NBA to say, yes, that's worth it to expand to. But maybe Seattle and Vegas combined do. Maybe there's other reasons. Well, if reasons they're going to do they Seattle, expand. they'd need another one anyway. Yeah. Right. So, so bring one along. it could yeah. still happen. But I'm just, if that's going to be their main priority is, is which cities give us bigger revenue, I'm not convinced Las Vegas does that for them. No, but it's the best marketing thing they could do. And honestly, that's probably better business than doing it in the more traditional way of like how we generate revenue in the NBA. It's all about brand recognition and stuff. These guys are here for the Aces games. That's another angle that I find interesting as well, because most of the WNBA teams are offshoots of, of an NBA squad too. But if they Aces are owned by Mark Davis, all of a sudden we have a new ownership group. What is that? What kind of dynamic does that create? I was going to say some Raiders are at those games too. Mm-hmm. Darren Waller. Gotta show yeah. up at something. Hey, Logan Thompson is an Aces super fan. Is he? Yeah, yeah he, was he was. He was at games. He was like, in back all in the, of the VIP. He's everywhere. He was in the VIP uh, oh, yeah. eatery back there having himself some food. He was got, one of the very few players at the preseason game the other night. You only got to play like 20 games to get VIP. Didn't even play yeah. that much. Come hmm. on. Come on. You got to play He's the future, guys. So I'm, again, we, we've talked about it a lot on this show, but it to me it always comes back to, Adam Silver has even said expansion is inevitable, mm-hmm. Like, but the timeline is still the big question. And the longer it takes, I think the worse it is for Las Vegas. Because yeah. if, they, if they expanded right now, they would take them. It's Vegas and Seattle. Yeah. The, those are the two cities. The longer it takes, the more likely it is that another city becomes an option. Well, and supposedly if the Suns are going to sell for that much and be a record number, as the, you say down here, the Nets went for $2.35 billion. It's also like Lindsay said, if you're selling existing franchises for that much money, can you imagine what the expansion yeah, fee is? Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. Billion, yeah. If Would Bill Foley spend $500 million? Yeah, yeah. and so seven fifty for Seattle. Yeah, what's the expansion fee? A billion? Three billion. billion five. It'll be $3 billion. For the expansion? Yeah, yeah. Adam Silver's already said $3 billion's too low. Jesus. Boy. And even LeBron there's not that many needs, towns that LeBron can do that money. Right. I was oh, going to say, exactly. who can do that? And, yeah. and if... if it takes them five years. It's going to be higher than $3 billion. And we don't have to build it's, a stadium, though. Go it, we got like 80,000 stadiums. We're a unique selling right. point. They don't want to play them, though. Even I mean, the new one? Plan them. Well, Let's play the in the AG, sphere. If it, Let's play the, the big circle, the, 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 the spaceship from Lilo and Stitch that's over there. The space, I don't think they can play basketball there. Yeah, we can play basketball wherever. Put them in Michelob. That's a great arena. Is that going to happen? Do they break ground for a third time? All net. Oh, that oh, arena with Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson, <laughs> the third time. Did they break ground? They broke ground. I think, he, I think he's two. already had. I think he's already had five press conferences, <laughs> but no actually building. All right, coming up next, Darren Millard joins the show. Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK update with Darren Millsy Millard. Good morning, Darren. What up? Hello, right. buddy. Hey, buddy. How are you? What's going on? Yeah, not much. How have you been? Last week. We got to hang out last week. That was fun. We did. That was fun. Hang yeah. out where? Talk, talk some Raiders at practice. Oh, yeah, does yeah. that count as hanging out? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Eh, debatable. <laughs> you just at work. Standing there with yeah, my good friend Darren talking about the Raiders, watching practice. I think that's <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. Don't be angry. I'm Don't not angry. Be angry, Bischoff. I, I here's here's the most important question of training camp: Is Jake Bischoff going to be the seventh defenseman on the opening day lineup? 
I don't know. Uh, I can't uh, speak for uh, Bruce Cassidy, but uh, I love his story. I love uh, his comeback and uh, being able to put it back into position. He was on the cusp when he got hurt uh, of, of becoming uh, a, a regular uh, NHLer, and uh, he's gone a long way back after the knee injury, a broken kneecap and a, and a quad tendon, and uh, and he put in a lot of hard work. I, he, he looks great again. And his skating is exceptional, and uh, and he's he's right there with with Ben Hutton and with Caden Korzak. They're all different. They're all coming from different directions. Hutton's a longtime veteran that's uh, been pushed a couple of times and manages to hold on to his job. Caden Korzak is going to be a National Hockey League here in the future, and and uh, Bischoff is the 28 year old uh, who's been around the organization for a while, but hasn't been able to secure that full time National Hockey League job. Uh, I, I think it'd be an amazingly cool story for a really good guy if he could do it. I, I think he's got range in his game. He's, he can play offensively, and uh, and he's he's gotten better at defending the game. So uh, I, I I root for the guy. I really do. Uh, but uh, but I can't tell you for sure whether he's going to be on that uh, on that roster. The only, I'm only Bischoff you do root for. Oh, that's rough. That's I'm, I'm always an advocate for, for more Minnesota inclusion on this roster, Darren, but <laughs> there's been a lot of talk about the defensive zone adjustments that this team is making uh, with the new system with Bruce Cassidy. What specific part of the D zone do you think has been a biggest challenge for this group? Well, it switches uh, where, where you're uh, deciding between the forwards uh, up top uh, and then somebody goes carries the puck around the zone and you have to switch off between wingers and, and defensemen, uh, who, who has that, uh, who has that coverage. And, uh, uh that's, uh, that's communication. Uh, that's reading the play and that's getting out of muscle memory from, uh, something you've done uh, in years past. You have to, you have to really make those calls, uh, right on the fly. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's different. It's just like little quadrants uh, in, inside the, inside the zone. Lindsay, that, uh, that you have to watch for. Uh, it, it, it's, I don't think it's complicated in, in, its, uh, in its basic system, but where it gets uh, tough is, is just trying to read the play and know when you're going to take over from your teammates. And, uh, and when you've got a bunch of different players playing every night, uh, that, becomes, uh, that becomes more difficult. I think it'll get uh, a lot more consistent. As we go along now, the numbers are down. A lot of talk about uh, William Carlson. Uh, ben wrote him about it in the paper today. What what, yeah, so what I, are your expectations of William Carlson? Well, I, I had uh, a long talk with him uh, earlier, uh, along with uh, with Ben in, in this training camp, and uh, and we just talked about uh, where he is and what he expects himself as a player. And it wasn't uh, it wasn't the well, I'm just trying to get better or. Uh, uh, I'm adding some things to my game. It was uh, I, w- I want some more points. I, I got to produce. I got to I got to get some some numbers back to my game. And I paraphrase a little bit there, but there was there was uh, an actual uh, mentioning of numbers uh, increasing uh, within his game. And I think that's great to hear from an athlete. Uh, so many times they say they don't want to put goals on themselves and they they don't want to uh, saddle themselves with with expectations. Uh, William Carlson uh, knows that his his numbers and and uh, accepts uh, that the, there has been a drop off there, and.
and and he wants to improve on that. So uh, I think that first and foremost is great. Uh, he's going to play uh, down the lineup uh, from a top six to uh, a third line uh, centerman's role. But uh, what I've seen in training camp is is a real desire to to still produce offense, and uh, we saw it in a couple of goals. And the the first game that he played with his line uh, was exceptional. And the other night, uh, I think the the points overshadowed. Uh, some some challenges with the puck at times, which the whole team had. Ed, I'm not uh, putting them just on them. Uh, the the whole team uh, had difficulty getting uh, control of that puck, but uh, but they have been able to in both games at least uh, put uh, put some numbers on the board. So I'm I'm excited for 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 Will and and uh, based on training camp and his uh, production so far. Uh, I think we could be looking at one of those bounce back seasons for, for Will. Bruce Cassidy talked about the fourth line after their last game and how they weren't close to where they needed to be. And he also kind of alluded to them being a shutdown, uh, being in a shutdown role uh, where they could, you know, prevent the other team's top lines maybe from doing anything. Uh, is that actually going to be Bruce Cassidy's plan to have the fourth line playing against other teams, top or second line to shut them down? And if they're far away now, can they actually be where Cassidy wants them to be once the season starts? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that, uh, that you've got uh, that type of potential in, in those players. Uh, you've got some guys that can skate. You've got some, uh, some guys with, uh, with real uh, hockey IQ. Uh, and you've got some guys that can uh, can bang a little bit. You've got uh, a full uh, usage, and he wants to use that fourth line uh, into into double digits and and maybe into the twelfth minute range. And, and we're not talking about matching up all right. night uh, by by any means uh, against uh, Connor McDavid. So don't let's let's not get too far ahead. But uh, but as far as being able to put them out there in, in a role where where you can uh, limit the opposition on a shift to shift uh, and be able to trust them. Uh, I think there's uh, there's real possibility there. Uh, th- that wasn't the case uh, the other night, but I think you could say the case for for almost uh, all the lines where uh, they were just uh, that one little uh, half second uh, behind and not able to uh, uh, grab the puck and be able to defend. Because part of the, the area of defending is being able to have the puck and if you've got the puck a little bit, then then that takes the opposition totally out of the the mix uh, offensively. So I think that's what uh, as much as what uh, what he means with that. And uh, that, what what I took from it too, Tyler, is that uh, that this coach isn't afraid to to uh, challenge people in in a public setting. Uh, now uh, there's no individual names mentioned. But uh, that was a little bit different uh, from from uh, what we've heard uh, in in the past uh, in Vegas, and uh, I think the players have been put on notice. When the Kings went out last season and, and acquired Philip Deneau in the uh, off season, I think he was free agency. I was like, that's a shot across the bow directly at the Golden Knights. And then this season, they go out and make a trade for Kevin Fiala. Uh, I really like what they've done with their team. There's a lot of comparisons between the Golden Knights and the Kings. What do you think is the biggest thing that could hold the Kings back, and what do you think their ceiling is? Well, it's linear. Can can you take a big stride uh, off of last year and continue that, Lindsay? That's tough to do. A lot of times players and teams will take a massive step and then just kind of flatten out for a little bit and then then try to continue that. Uh, very rarely you, you go two, three years in a row where you just go up and up and up. 
uh, I, I wish it was like my uh, wish my stocks would do that right now, uh, but they're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> uh, so I, I think I think just continuing that pace that they established last year. Now they got some great goaltending uh, last year that True. was uh, that was a bounce back. Does that uh, continue the way that we saw Jonathan Quick uh, bounce back last year? Uh, and and Cal Peterson uh, take a back seat just quick. I don't know. Uh, they got some incredible defensive performances through some injuries last year. Uh, does, does that uh, continue with those those players that came in and stepped up and, and were able to continue? Uh, I don't know uh, whether whether that's uh, going to happen. I I love the Fiala signing. Uh, he's just uh, a, a guy that uh, finds ways to put the puck in the net. And I think that's a, that's a really good acquisition by the LA Kings, but also first year player in a new environment. Does that take a while? So uh, let's, let's see what the, uh, what the follow-up from a really good uh, uh, building on a, on a, a season in which they were able to uh, get themselves back into relevancy. Yes or no. Before we let you go, does Nick Hague play in the no. season opener? Oh, I didn't know what the question was before. Uh, well, uh, I would probably say no now uh, because of the runway that, that's left to be able to make that happen. So uh, look at it. Let's say if he signed noon today, um, does, is he able to get in a flight and, and get here tonight, or does it happen tomorrow? He does his physical, uh, uh, gets into a practice uh Tomorrow, I don't know. Saturday is the the, the trip to Boise. You've got uh, uh, skates on on Sunday, Monday. That's uh, you don't get to a, a preseason game, or maybe you do into the Boise game. But even that, that's that's a lot of stuff to happen in a short amount of time. And uh, understand the the new systems and uh, earn some uh, uh, new head coach who doesn't know him at all. Uh, based on the amount of runway now, that's a, that's a steep, steep hill uh, to, to get in. So I would probably lean towards no at, at this point based on uh, what's, uh, what's between now and, and Tuesday. All right. He's Darren Millard. Hear him on the VGK Insider Show and see him on no. AT&T Sportsnet. No, you're not on today? Uh, I just wanted to say no to you oh, again. okay. All right. Uh, I enjoy that. I enjoy that. Yes, Ed. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Yes, yes no, to what? To anything I say. Doesn't matter. Doesn't Any, matter. Anything Ed says, I'm agreeable. Anything Tyler says, not a chance. Yeah, you know Ed doesn't believe in momentum. Get out of here, Darren. <laughs> Bye. See ya. <laughs> Ed, did, Jared, did, were you going to comment on Darren saying there's a runway on a steep hill? There's a hill in a runway. Yeah, yeah. But that's not that's not a good runway. No. no. But you know what that generates? A ton of momentum. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Uh, no, 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 we not never asked going up you. The hill. You played college hockey. We never asked you. Yeah. Oh, 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 do you believe? Oh boy. Oh, yeah. go to, Ed, we got to go, go to break. We got to uh, go to break. You don't want the answer to this. You don't. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> Obviously, in your line of work, like, you can't pay credence to every comment, every bit of criticism said about you, but is it any harder to tune things out when people are suggesting something's wrong with your character, that you did something wrong here? You know, it that would probably be be hard or that it probably be crumbling if it was coming from within the team or um, the people that it is my job to service. Outside of that, it's actually quite, quite the opposite. Again, you have to be delusional to think 
you're going to have a part in or, you know, who knows? Everything's reactionary anyway. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Should I ask who that was? Is that Microdose McD over there? It's Mike McDaniel. Yes! Talking about I know that guy. Oh, Tua? Yeah. But I just enjoyed the phrase servicing. Yeah, okay. He's a gem. I was very confused what was happening in that sound. All right, Ed. What do you do as a coach? Well, I service the players. (laughs) (laughs) You'll fully get that instead of the car wash detail. Uh, Ed, do you want to ask Lindsay your question you were asking before break? Yes. Do you believe in momentum? I'm going to take a step outside. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go grab (laughs) a There are few things that I believe in more than momentum. It is an absolute presence. It's a very real thing. You took physics at some point? Well, I started in <laughs> physics, and then I got my really bad concussion where I ran into the boards and the skating drill, and then I couldn't like remember very much, and so they gave me a C, but I still showed up to class. So I was, I was there, but in spirit, just like the momentum. Mass and velocity. You believe in all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it's, everything is just what we've figured out to be true now. <laughs> like 100 years from now, we might have a different take on gravity. We don't know. Have you read the Chuck Klosterman book, What If We're Wrong? Explores all these things. It's a great bit. You say, what, 100, 150 years from now, we could have a completely different understanding and what we take as like stone cold hard truth could be completely... So 150 years from now, you might be on our side and say there's no such thing. I don't know. Maybe. I just, I, I don't think everything's quantifiable. And I think that there are, there are presences. I think that there are just different winds in the air and i don't know maybe it's just because i i grew up in hockey hockey is a very like spiritual game there's a lot of things that you just kind of have to believe in even though they're not technically true or real but i think momentum is very real what do you want to say i listen one of the days you were gone she and i had the conversation yeah 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 you just needed to be here why why don't you believe in momentum I just I don't believe that things can switch as quickly as people think they can in terms of the momentum of a game. Like I've never I've never believed. So that. goalie makes a huge save on a breakaway where everybody got off the ice early, and then on the ensuing rush, your team scores. Right. There's no momentum involved with that. That's what I don't believe. Well, how could you not believe that that's not a that direct result of the save? <laughs> because where how it's many a big huge moment, saves you... don't lead to a goal. That's well, like I, true, but that's it, it's not it's not a math equation where if you do x plus z, it's always going to come out as y. Like that's not it's but it, it's something that's fleeting. It's something that is randomly generated. You can't quantify it. Right. That's, that's why that's so many people argument. don't like it. That's our argument. I know. For why there, there's exist. more to life than numbers. That's and speed. Well, you've talked about your math. Yeah, I, but that's what I mean. I can't I can't understand math, but somehow I still make sense of the universe some way somehow, and so I do it, you know, spiritually or do it through the, the momentum and stuff like but that. But the idea that oh, it's I know fleeting. more people that are on your side. Yeah, there's no question about that. I think that's true. The idea that it's fleeting is why it doesn't exist. The idea that you can't point How, to that's, it that doesn't make any sense to me logically. Because your wind argument, is fleeting, but it exists. Your argument is that when there's a big save followed by a goal, that's momentum. Mm-hmm. But what is it when there's a big save that isn't followed by a goal? If momentum was real, the, the other team got the momentum off your big save. If momentum off big was save? off, if momentum was real, you would have a path of things that happen. Right, every time. it's quantifiable. Right, which but it's, but it's not real. Right, you're looking for a recipe. You're you're going more um, baking. I'm going more cooking. Where I'm just I just do everything to taste. This is just what it, this is just what it is. It's a real thing. 
<laughs> it absolutely is. And it, I, like, I can understand why you guys would argue against it. Why all of these things. Yes, those are all true. But it, it not everything has that concrete provability. Just because we can't prove that it doesn't exist doesn't mean that it the doesn't exist. The idea that momentum oh, is I like real. that quote. There's another quote oh, that I boy. think should be on a t-shirt. Okay, but then that that's, the that's what I'm here for. I've gotten like four. That's what it is. That's so, all. That's what the human condition is. It's faith. So, I have faith every day that whole. I go on my way to work and I don't get in a car crash. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes it happens. Well, I mean, just like you're hoping. You're hoping. Hold on. How many times has it happened? No, there's no chance. No, but I'm just saying, like, we all have faith that things are just going to go the way they should, right? Or that this is what's going to happen. And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But it doesn't have anything to do with, like, the quantifiable truths of your life. Okay, hold on. I have multiple ways I want to go on this. But first off, (laughs) are you aware that Ed's a bad driver? No, I'm not aware. Okay. Are you a bad, like, are you a self proclaimed no. bad driver no i'm a okay. good driver right. i think ed, ed is a self-proclaimed i stay off of highways i don't bad like them driver. anymore yes yeah do you use I've your never, blinkers i've never argued that point i use blinkers yeah. always he just doesn't turn them on <laughs> <laughs> i use them okay well that's step one yeah that's step one. It's, it's there's so the, many people that don't use blinkers it's the lack of focus i think I think it's the lack, lack of focus. focus. Oh, see, I yeah, my brain just is like, we're in a life or death scenario right now. You better be paying attention. I've got too many things in my mind where I'm like, I hope that was green. I really hope that was green. Oh, too many things thinking about all swirling around. I, my head I, I feel you on that, but I just want, suspend it. You want to tell her, uh, what did you do? You backed over the the spikes. First date ever. <laughs> Nervous with the with the soon to be wife. Went out the you know. Yep. Don't don't come this yep, way. Yep. Don't come this way. Was totally nervous talking to her. Whatever. I don't know what it was. Boom. It's all about making an impression. Yes. Make yourself memorable. Dessert got, first, they always. Got married. Yeah, exactly. She, she went. This guy needs an adult. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal. You just, just like when you said, sometimes I drive to work and get in an accident. Sometimes I don't. Yeah, that kind of quantified it. I'm just speaking hypotheticals. We got it now, but we listen. It's a real thing with him. Yes, exactly. well, so good, we both were like, oh, we'll boy, avoid that going forward. I can't even get in the building.